Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of you, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Men and women of God, you know, pastors and, 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 and whoever ministers out there this morning. Amen. Bishops, apostles, prophets, whoever out there this morning that's joining us this morning, evangelists. Amen. Whoever's out there this morning, leadership from every level of every type and every kind, but, you know, believers out there, unbelievers, whoever's joining us this morning, black. White, brown, red, yellow, it doesn't matter. We welcome all of you this morning. Every soul out there, every mind, every set of eyes, every set of ears, we welcome you this morning to the School of Healing this morning, Virtual Wellness Center this morning. It is Sunday, March the 13th, amen, 2022, uh, amen, a brand new year doing brand new things this morning to build toward a future of optimal overall wellness for us this morning in the areas of physical wellness and spiritual wellness, amen, emotional wellness, financial wellness, occupational wellness, environmental wellness, and social wellness this morning. And I'm going to throw in a, a, a hot button issue this morning to add to that list is practical living and practical applications. Things that are so simple that sometimes become so complicated because we put them on the back burners until some crisis or some emergency happens. Amen. So we want to be practically you know, common sense type approach to life. Amen. I think sometimes we grab the big picture and we let the little foxes spoil the vine. And so we're going to deal with that this morning. Amen. But I am Pastor Lester Hayes here with my wife, Pastor Sharon Hayes, your co your host this morning, amen, hostess this morning, amen, and we're going to teach this morning some things this morning that we believe that the Lord has laid upon our heart this morning to share with you this morning uh, based on some recent learnings this morning, some things that have just happened recently that have caught my eye and caught my attention, amen, that, you know, I can't just, you know, overlook and, 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 and act like they don't. You know, it doesn't exist, you know, amen. And this is how uh, the Lord deals with us as things come up, amen, that affect our overall wellness. He wants us to pause and, and, and deal with them, amen, like hot button issues. He wants us to deal with them right then and there, amen. And so this is what we're going to attempt to do this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. So let's pray and get into this lesson this morning, amen, to the glory of God this morning, amen. We just thank him this morning for this wonderful opportunity, amen, to do his will this morning, amen, at 6 a.m. in the morning, amen. And again, we welcome, Pastor Sarah and I welcome you all this morning, amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you for another opportunity, Lord God, to come before your throne of grace and mercy and the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, together, together, Lord God, with the early risers, the early seekers, those, Lord God, who want to know how we can better maintain uh, this these 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 temples oh God there's this life that you have set before us that we may be able to enjoy everything that pertains to life and godliness according to what is written in your word Lord God so this morning as we come together to study your word to learn more about Lord God what it is that is required of us we know there's there's miraculous supernatural things undertaken that can only be done by you and we want to be able to learn and know what they are as we learn and 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 and, and, and implement into our lives that practically add to our 
life, common sense issues, things that we can do yes. that we may also live practically. We do not, yes. Father, aspire to be so heavenly minded. We are no earthly good. Mm-hmm. You've given us warning signs. You've given us these bodies that are so sophisticated, these brains that are so, Lord God, they're so technically sound that they can figure things out. They can think through things. And Lord God, we just thank and praise you. If we would just mm-hmm. listen to our bodies, it's our best friend. They speak to us, God, from the crown of our head. So our bodies are always telling us, sending us signals. Oh God, our brain is warning us, oh God. But Father, we ignore those practical indicators sometimes mm-hmm. when those red lights go off. We wait until, Lord God, that we can no longer stand the pain or stand the, the suffering, oh God, and go through the changes. And then, God, all of a sudden we break down and say, I got an emergency situation here, God. And so it's called mm-hmm. crisis management. We don't want to be crisis managers if we don't have to, Lord God, after the fact. We want to be able to pay attention to the early warning signs and act appropriately, Lord, using common sense, practical uh, steps that we can take, Father. And so this is our desire this morning because we're striving, we're aiming, Lord God, for a better future, Lord God. So we we believe, God, that you have given us the tools, Lord God, right here, your word to instruct us, oh God, to be a doctrine for us in all these areas that pertain to life and godliness, oh God, to be uh, a a, a way of of, of showing us what we're doing wrong and a way of, of correcting those wrongs, oh God. And Father, also, Lord God, being instructed in the righteous way of doing things, not just the right or the wrong way, but we're talking about permanent impact, permanent implication, permanent outcomes that result, Lord God, are favorable, Lord God. And so, Father, as we look to you this morning, we desire for that optimal overall opportunity to be well in your sight, Lord God, because you have told us, beloved, I wish above all things that I would have prospered and be in health, even as your soul prospered. You desire that our lives prosper. So we thank you for it now. Let your will be done as we pray this morning. Our Father, which art in heaven, and hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory. It all belongs to you. Now we present our bodies to you this morning as a living sacrifice, holding something to God without spot or without wrinkle, sanctified with thy word. That word is truth this morning, that others might be sanctified with thy word, and know the truth, and be made free, that they can stand fast and deliver the word with Christ has made them free. And Father, we declare this same prayer over Ukraine this morning over all of those countries that are supporting them by bringing in refugees that are feeding them and taking care of them, sheltering them, keeping them warm, clothing them Lord God because Father this is what you declare that we do. This is true religion so we thank you for we're seeing it right now your word is not coming back void, it's gone out Lord God. The prayers of the righteous are being answered this morning because they are availing much even in the midst of this war God. It is in Jesus name that we call for a ceasefire this morning and peaceful resolution God in Jesus name your will be done above man's will is our prayer this morning amen and amen so again amen this is sunday morning march the 13th, 2022 school of the healing is now open uh our virtual wellness center and our subject matter has been talking about building a future of optimal overall wellness, working toward a new life. And th- this morning, we're going to deal with a, a, a simplistic part of, of this process, which is called practical living and practical application. In other words, uh rehearsing and practicing and working God's word and doing the work that the word said we can do. God does not put anything on us that he don't think we can do, especially as children of God, especially as peacemakers, especially as those (coughs) who understand the importance 
of it being better to obey God than to obey man. And sometimes our own instincts get in the way, our own understanding get in the way, our own will get in the way. And understanding that that the level of instruction that we need to be able to build this 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 this, this better life, this, this quality of of living, Amen, requires a lot of practical steps too. And we don't want to overmit over, overlook them. Sometimes we hear it often, Pastor, when people say, "Well, they should have just used some common sense." You know, it passes out there. You know, common sense is, is sometimes one of those those things become the last step that we take. It becomes the last application after we don't tow up the computer. We don't we don't jam the, the gun because we didn't take the time to read the instruction to see how to the step by step or the, the, the talk through method. Sometimes they got little videos that can show us how to do it. And just about every piece of equipment that I've ever purchased, it always come with a little booklet with step by step instructions in there in different languages you know and so sometimes we first thing we do is open it up we grab the equipment or the, or the, or the, or the, or the phone or, or whatever it is new gun I just bought me a new one another one and we set it to the side and then when it's time to use it I'm like you know hurt myself cut my finger you know do something crazy do something stupid then when it don't work we ready to call the the, 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 the better business bureau and put the people say they sold you some bad equipment we rather take the warranty and rush back out to the store and say this thing ain't working we go through all those emotions only to find out they say well did you read the instruction did you follow the instruction very practical stuff you know easy and some people say well it just took too much time to read through all that that's four pages but it can save you some headache you know, it's just common sense. That's why they put that stuff in there. That's why they print them step-by-step instructions, not only in the English language, but in other languages. And we would take the time sometimes. Well, guess what? Life is the same way. Life comes with a book of instructions. Yes. So we don't break our life. So we don't, you know, so we don't fall short in our life. God has given us everything that pertains to life and God that we may enjoy it. And we got to have a very practical, sensible uh, approach to the Word of God. It's got it all worked out. It's got it all figured out if we just follow the instructions. And you can unless you learn how to read the instructions. And we can't make that excuse, well, you know, I only got a, a, a kindergarten education. I can't read. Well, then, hey, they got technology now, man. You know, we, we get a phone and we figure out how to use that phone with, with, without a, a, a high school education. We'll figure it out. Kids are figuring it out now. They're so smart. And then dropped out of school. Dropouts now. I got five and six phones. They know how to use every one of them. But they use them for the wrong reason most of the time. And so you can get the Bible Man app and just listen all day long. You know, it'll, it'll read the Bible for you. It'll instruct you. I use it all the time. I read it, then I listen to it. You know, because faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. And so when I can't hear from you, preachers, you know, I, I just go get Bible and give me a chapter that, that the Lord is laying on my heart, the Holy Ghost. I listen to it. You know, I let it instruct me. I use this thousand dollar phone that I got for more than just calling people and, and, and talking about folks and judging people and criticizing people. You know, I use it as an educational tool, too, because I still got to learn, too. One thing I don't use it for is to make excuses, you know. So it's, it, it has a value to us, and it takes practical application, some practical steps, you know, some common sense stuff before we freak out and start bickering, murmuring, and complaining. And the body is the same way. It's one of the most unique, technical, you know, living organisms that we own. We just got to listen to our body sometimes. We got to listen to our spirit sometimes. We got to listen to our mind sometimes. Being saved... Okay, you ought to, we ought to be able to recognize right away when it's God's voice speaking to us. We ought to recognize when it's another voice trying to infiltrate us. 
And that happens sometimes. That happens to the best of us, the saved of us. It's just a fact of life. And so we want to deal with that this morning. Amen. Uh, the more we rehearse and the more we practice and work the word of God, you know, and, and more work we'll be able to do. Simple stuff. Amen. And uh, last week in School of Healing, we talked about the willpower and the self-discipline, which is key to building the future of optimal overall wellness. And so from last week's School of Healing and Virtual Wellness Center, uh, our focus was on the subject willing and obedient, being willing and obedient out of the book of Isaiah in the first chapter, verses 16 through verse 9, verse 21. And it you know, gave us some simple instructions. It said, watch ye, make ye clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil. Key right there, you know. 17 says, learn to do well, seek judgment, meaning self-examination before before you examine anybody else, relieve the oppressed so we'll be able to do that. Judge the fatherless. We'll be able to examine what we can do to help them. Plead for the widows, praying for them like we do anyone else. Verse 18, now he says, if you if you run into a brick wall, don't worry about it. The common sense thing is to come now and let us reason together. I'm going to teach you how to do it, saith the Lord. Now that ain't, that ain't the president saying that. That ain't Putin saying that. That ain't your bishop or whoever saying that. It says, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. That means if you choose any other way, all you're doing is making your sin become more, 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 because you're turning further away from God. You're putting other things and people in places before God. And that just makes our sin more like crimson. He said, they shall be red like crimson. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you turn back to me, I'll wash you. The blood of Jesus will be applied to you. I'll cleanse you, you know, because the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive those who have. He'll get rid of the sin stain. The blood of Jesus will do that. Nothing can make the washes clean of our sin but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can make us whole again but the blood of Jesus. We know these things. We just sometimes have to practically do these things and adhere to these things. And here's how we do it. Verse 19, he says, if that condition, if ye, anytime you see if, that's a, that's a condition. And it, and it says, if you don't do this, now you are challenging the divinity of God. There's about seven or eight times in the book of Luke chapter 4 which, where Jesus is challenged by Satan by the devil himself we are challenged too all the time far more than when Jesus was challenged it's because Satan is trying to get us to doubt what God said and if challenges God's divinity and there's a lot of if people out there instead of being practical they want to say if 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 they didn't do this if this didn't happen I wouldn't have did this but look at this condition that the Lord said that must be met right here if we, uh, if we are to have a future a different a better future he says if ye be willing and obedient if it be your choice I gave you the right to choose in the garden you know because from, from that time on enmity was going to be between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent and we are part of the seed of the woman. Down through 42 generations, Jesus came. And we are part of that righteous seed, you know, because we've accepted Jesus Christ's finished work on the cross. Now we can call ourselves the children of God and we have to be peacemakers. And if we're doing things, you know, without being willing and obedient, we're not making peace. We might be making somebody angry, but we ain't making peace. When we do it his way, now he adds the peace and, 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 and everything else to us. You know, his way of doing things. And here's his way right here. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. You know, we shall eat the good of the land. Something better. Something that's going to bring us toward that expected end. 20, he says, but if ye refuse and rebel, like, like 
We see a lot of that going on right now over there in Russia, you know, hurting God's people, innocent people, you know. He said that that you do the least then we do also to me. So you're gonna to have to give an account to God. You know, lying and murdering and hating and all that. You know, it, it ain't it ain't over until God said it's over. They're refusing and they're rebelling as some people over there in Ukraine, they're praying and trusting God. They're being willing and obedient to do what God told them they're gonna do. Therefore they're gonna eat the good of the land. And they're being fed right now. They're getting supplies right now. Even in the midst of all that you would think how can that be so? Because God is still on the throne. God is letting them know I'm still in charge. God is letting them know I'm still going to open doors that no man can open. I'm going to close doors that no man can close. And we have not seen yet the worst of it, but we haven't seen the best of it. But we look in the perfect law of liberty and we know how it's going to turn out. We know what, 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 what's going to happen. And he says, and ye shall be devoured with the sword. You're not talking about, well, you, if you, if you, if you, if you, you know, if you sow with the weapon, you're going to reap with it, you know, you know. And so it's just a fact of life. And, and so they're going to they're going to they're going to reap. But then they're going to have that sword of the spirit too, that word of God, that swift sword. You know, it's gonna, and it's striking some of them right now because they've already testified and interviewed and said all of a sudden a whole convoy got lightnings came down from somewhere. They thought it was a spaceship. No, it was the glory of God that showed up. Just like the Red Sea that got open, and guess what? Swallowed up Pharaoh and tens and thousands of his chariot, his great chariots, his great warriors as he stood and watched. Putin is sitting over there now in his strong tower watching, watching, and he cannot stop it. He cannot stop the will of God. No man can. So he's just sitting and watching what's happening to his 800,000 man army with all them high powered technical weapons and whatnot. Oh yeah, it kills the flesh, but it can't destroy the spirit. Yeah. You got to fear the one that can destroy flesh and the spirit and the soul. You know, and that ain't Putin and none of his followers, none of his gurus. And he said, you shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. It's been spoken. Isaiah prophesied 2,750 years ago and it's happening. It's going to happen, you know. All that has already been foretold, all that is take manifesting now, and all that's going to manifest in the future, because there is there is a better future that God has planned for His people. And so, twenty one, He says, "How is the faithful city become an harlot? Because you got a harlot, you got a you got a, 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 a someone who is devoid of God, meaningless. No, he's he's a he's suffering from nihilism. You know, he's suffering from he's an aristocrat. <coughs> he's empty. You know, he feels nothing for nobody but himself." You know, and we talked about that word of nihilism. He's suffering from that. Empty. Don't care nothing about anything that's morally and ethically correct. It don't mean anything to him. Don't appeal to him. He don't care nothing about little babies, unborn babies, nothing. He don't have a heart is so cold, wax cold. Uh, that's a spirit of nihilism. That's a spirit, that's an autocratic spirit, self-centered spirit. You know, we bind up all those evil spirits, you know. That cluster of evil spirits that have gripped this man's heart and taken over and influenced him to do these things. But look at what he said, you know, becoming heartless, separated from God, anything that means anything in life. It was full of judgment. Yes, it is. Righteousness lies in it but now murderers mm. just just a few weeks ago three weeks ago you know they were trying to work out a peace agreement innocent. then all of a sudden boom turned into a murderer innocent blood. innocent blood you know you know and so but we know what God said in the book of 3 John chapter 1 verse 12 and 11 the King James Bible he said beloved I wish though above all things above all of this that thou may have prospered and be in health even as your soul prospered and these people are prospering man they're learning some things about God men and women you know as, as their families get taken to safety he said beloved follow not that which is evil they're not doing that 
but that which is good. That's what they're doing and asking us to come and join them. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. And that's in the book of 3 John chapter 1 verse 2 and verse 11 the King James Bible and then we talked about practical application practical living and this is what we want to pick up our discussion this morning and and my scripture reference I want to I want to pick up with this morning and everyone knows this scripture it's in the book of Colossians and I want you to think in terms of what can I do practically to help myself and I'm gonna give you a few examples why I, I believe this is where God was pointing me to this morning to teach from you know I want you to think in terms of practical things this is things that's well within our grass pastor Sharon to do you know simple steps approach and it's, it, it leads to practical living and practical living the simplicity of life sometimes with all the warning signs that are built in these bodies but a lot of times we don't we ignore them and I give an example sometimes when you get a certain pain some people the first reaction is take me to the emergency room some people will go find stuff out of the medicine cabinet, all kind of stuff, some of grandma remedies, granddad remedies, and try to fix it themselves. You know what I'm saying? These two are, 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 some, are some practical things. But the way life is, because we are challenged with so many things around us in the environment, social things, and when you think about the eight areas that we've been focusing on, we get hit financially, we get hit on our job. There's so much out there right now that's working for us but there's just as much stuff working against us because you have to understand now the God of this world okay Satan uses those things sometimes to try to tempt us to doubt God and what it does it closes off the mind to be able to comprehend things to to you know to assess things to think through things because we won't microwave results like boom without even thinking and the bible has told us let a man sit down and wait to cause and consider things before he act because it's preparing us for the consequences that we're going to create or end up with and if we can avoid creating those consequences or making matters worse Pastor Sherry, then it might cause it might take for me to just be a little patient to stand still just a little bit and try to figure and think through things and here's the deal if you know Jesus Christ you can just write down the spot and say Lord I need you to help me Peter said Lord help me when he was drowning and the Lord helped him he didn't drown he tried to walk on water but he did not understand if God tell you to do something you can do it but he started to doubt what God told him he could do and he told him to come to him. He made a couple of steps and he was good. And all of a sudden, fear that he, he, he took his eyes off of Jesus, off of what he had said. You know, didn't follow those instructions. He could have kept right on walking because it was a faith thing. And his faith was weakened and he began to sink. But even sometimes we begin to sink. There is a hand that will reach out to us and it's the hand of God. You know, you know. And so we practically just got to trust him. And do what he tells us to do without adding anything to it, taking anything from it, but just do it and do it by faith. Do it by faith. Trust God by faith in the simple little things, the simple things of life. You know, be a student of life. Learn from life. Learn from our previous mistakes. Learn from the mistakes of others. Learn those lessons and don't repeat them. And so this, 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 this. Uh, subject this morning is going to deal with that. And I'm going to give you a couple examples of why I'm why I'm talking about this. Now. I've gotten some calls here in the last few weeks, probably, probably starting about a week or so ago. And it dealt with uh, things that shocked some people. One of them was, one of, I won't call it the name, but a cousin, not a cousin, but a, two, two, a niece and a great niece. Okay? Just some practical things. Young folks, 
you know, probably half my age, or maybe a few years younger than me, you know. And in the conversation, it was like shock and awe. So they were like, I can't believe this happened. And I started thinking and talking to one of them, and I said, didn't you and I have this conversation a few years ago? And didn't you tell me you was gonna go do this because this runs in the family? Yeah, um, but um, you know, um, but um, um, I forgot, um, you know. See, that's, that's, I said, well, it's a reason why I told you that. And I told you my personal testimony because I had learned some things myself the hard way. And I said, now you, you talking about how you rebuke Satan and all that. And I told you sometimes it's things that we omit and things that we commit that caused the problem. We always like to rebuke Satan and bind Satan. I said, but I told you back then, years ago, when your daddy was alive, because your, his wife and him too was going through the same thing, and the things I told them, I told you back then. And I said, because this is in the family, you need to go and get this checked out. And you told me you were going that Monday, and you didn't do it. Now you're telling me you, you're surprised all these years later? Just practical stuff. And now, bam, I see it happening again. And I see it happening again in, in some of my younger, greater nieces and, 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 and family members. And it's just practical things. I was talking to another person the, the, the other day, via in the same conversation. They want to call you after the fact. They want you to work some kind of miracle. And, and, and Pastor Sharon and I and some of, the, some of you in leadership on the phone We're always constantly thinking forward And telling people what We've learned a few things We've learned how important practical application is And practical living You know we don't want to fall into the, the rut Of the process Pastor Sharon Of being so heavenly minded That we forget to be earthly good You know practical stuff you know and so if we ever going to build that future, we cannot ignore the practical warning signs and wait till the tragedy happens and not calling every prayer line out there to get prayer. When some of these things probably could have been prevented, you probably could have got them addressed and taken care of and learned some things before it got to that point, that crisis, that critical point, that critical stage, you know. And and, and, and and so, you know, and so as I, as I dealt with these things, of course, we prayed and we're going to continue to pray. That's what we do. That's practically what we do every morning. That's just practical application. That's practical living. Don't be talking about, you know, the power of prayer. Never pray. There are some people who do that. You see it all the time. People were sent out a request for everybody to pray. Prayer warriors, you know, my, my grandmama's sick, my dad, my uncle, my friend, my boyfriend, whoever. And I'll read down the list, man, you know, thousands of followers, Pastor Sharon. And all of them had that one word under their name, praying, 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 praying. And I'd be like, what are they praying? You know, this person said, what are you praying? I said, well, I'm not fitting to do that, man, because there's some practical things we can do. It might be boring to people sometimes to read my long prayer. I don't care. You said pray. That's how I pray. I may give you 15 scriptures. I may give you one scripture. I'm led by the Spirit. Because I don't know how to pray as I should, but I pray according to what he tells me. That's what we do practically as Christians. There are just some practical steps that we take. And then we'll say, I'm calling because you're my pastor. I ain't seen or heard from you, man, in a dozen years. And all of a sudden now, you know what practically to do. Get in contact with Pastor and tell him I need prayer. I mean, we don't mind doing it. See how people know what, know what practical application and practical living is? They know who to call because the Bible said if there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. They know how to do that now when, when the crisis is happening. 
you know, you know, you know, when they put in the IBN, they know how to do that then. You know, when they're taking you in the church, they know how to do that then. Mm-hmm. Yes, but see, these are practical things, man, before you ended up having to be taken there after it got so bad. They do before. And what am I saying to you? And y'all hear me now, because you, you, I want you to share this with people, family members. If you, if you right now are, are, are living and you know God, okay, God is always going to do the things that's impossible for man to do. He's, he, he's, he's not going to do, I believe, this is me talking, this has been my relationship with him, the things that is well within my power to do. Common sense stuff, practical stuff, you know. And it, and it boils down to this, and I want y'all to hear me, because I told some of my, I told, and I hate to say it, but I have to reference this. Two of my deceased brothers that are going to be with the Lord and some other family members, I've given all of them they're no longer here to, to, to back me up on this. But some of you know me, you should know this. I've given them the same practical instructions that I'm giving you right now. That's right. And they told me, they gave me their word, they assured me. I said, I'm going to pray for you. I said, but here's what I want you to do Monday morning. I want you to go make you an appointment and go see a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Jesus is, is my physician. But I also have some practical primary care doctors too, some specialists that I see on a regular basis. You know, I don't go see them every day. But I'm doing follow-up now because I went to see them before it got to a crisis. Now I, I still go see them for follow-up. Because, you know, and I, I, I want to be able for them, to, if they see something through x-ray, MRIs, or CAT scans, so they can let me know what it is so I can add that to my prayer list specifically. You know, I don't expect them to heal me. I expect them to advise me, to consult with me, to tell me things that they see that they can interpret because they know how to read those those graphs. My, my pastor Sharon, she goes most times, she knows too. So I have an additional benefit there. You know. And I told them, just like I'm telling you, look, man, I hear you. You up here, you got a big knot in the back of your neck. You got your foot swollen up. You got, you know, a big cut right here. Go Monday morning. I pass, I got to work. Don't go to work. You know, the pain is trying to tell you, you need to take care of me. The knot is trying to tell you, I don't belong on your body. It might be a tumor inside, cancerous. Go and talk to a doctor. Pastor, I don't have no insurance. We'll get you some insurance. They will see you at the emergency room and you figure out how you're going to pay for it later. All this money y'all making, you're not putting it to good use. Practical stuff. That's right. And the same family members I had to bury. And they thought I was going to get up there, man, and lie about them and say all this stuff. No, I told the truth. I tried to warn the living that was left behind to learn from their mistakes. And I tell them and share with them, yeah, we had this conversation. Yeah, they repented. Yeah, they asked God. Yeah, they were saved. They were so heavenly minded, they wanted to get right to go to heaven, but they did not want to live a healthy life while they was here on earth, like they were in heaven. So if it got any better, that's where they would end up at. So their lives were cut short because they didn't want to take the practical steps. They didn't want to do the simple things, you know. But they knew how to come to the line now and get oil put on and get prayer and hand laid on them. That's what the Bible say do if they're being a sick among them. 
But there's a lot of things you can do. We have all this. I mean, we got some of the best medical facilities, you know, tech out there, man. To, to they can scan, they can look at every part of your body, they can look at joints, ligaments, tendons. They, man, they can look at your whole the network of of inside every every system in your body. They got now where they can look in there and see if there's anything in it that should not be in there. And it's the hardest thing to do to get. I'll say this now. I make it real personal, very intimate. African-Americans to go see a, a, a doctor, a physician before the body breaks down. And it takes, to me, just as much energy and effort, man, to have somebody call a pastor, somebody to pray for you to get on somebody's prayer line of sick list as it does, man, to say, look, something is not right. This is an early warning sign. I'm going to go see me a doctor. And, and you can back it up further than that. You don't work all your life, you know, and then paid into this system, this capitalist system. And you don't have no insurance, you don't have no Medicaid, no Medicare, but you have a complaint every time something happens. We go spend more money, I know this for a fact because I've seen it, playing lottery, buying lottery tickets, and it costs about, it used to cost about $143 to go to the emergency room and get, they'll, they'll do it for you. They'll do, they'll put you on that, uh, that scanner, man. They'll, they'll, they'll do that, that, that check for you, you know. And they might even see you for up to 30 days if you do not have insurance as a senior citizen. They can't turn you down. They'll ask you a hundred times, what, what, who is your insurance provider? And you can tell them, I don't have insurance, but I'm sick. It's illegal for them to turn you down. Now, that may be a one-time thing, but at least you will be better informed and know what's going on. Now, it's up to you to go figure out how to get some insurance, how to do whatever, you know, to get yourself some treatment, get a treatment plan start, started. But at least you got an early warning sign. So now when you call the prayer line, you can say specifically what the report was. And now we can pray specifically. You know, just saying, well, Pastor, I was hurting all over. I ain't never been that sick in my life. You know, that, that, that's, that's usually what happens when people fail to, you know, to apply themselves appropriately when things are happening. And your body is your best friend. It tells you a lot of information. It gives you a heads up. You, you know, your body is the first one to know when something ain't right. But usually you're not the first one to act appropriately with your body. You know, we, we, we do a whole lot. I'm just going to drink this. I'm going to drink that. Maybe I need to stop doing it. You know, we become, that's fine for you to have that self. Remember he said judges, you, it's fine for you to have that examination. But what action do you take after? What corresponding action do you take afterward? These things are available. you got health care centers everywhere. you got one next to Popeye's, one next to Chick-fil-A. They're putting them up everywhere. Treatment, it's, it's there, you know. And we ride bound, and we don't need no more hospitals. And folks just ripping them folks off. Well, if you sick, let's put that for you. But there's a lot of things you can do instead of driving by. If something you, it, it is not right, I got to work. I can't miss a day of work. Well, if you get sick and in the hospital, you're going to miss a whole bunch of days. If it hit critical, if it get to a critical point, so these are just some practical things, you know, that that we need to be 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 good stewards of, man, and, and take care of ourselves. If you have not got an examination, go somewhere and get yourself a physical examination. Go and pay, save some money, stay away from the lottery machines and buying tickets, and go and say, look, I need to have a physical. 
Save some money and go get you a physical. <coughs> physical, where they will check everything. It may cost you a, a little piece of money, but it, it'll be worth it if you haven't done it. If your children play on sports teams, they get physical. They have to get a physical. And we'll go pay the money and get a physical. I want my son to be a professional football player. We'll go pay the money and get him checked out. Then when you do the same thing for ourselves, moms and pops, granddad, grandma, get ourselves checked out. It'll add, it'll add longevity to you because you'll know more about how to maintain a certain level of wellness. You know, and it's the same thing with, with all these areas that we're talking about. But none of these other areas will do you any good if you're not physically well. If you don't take care of yourself, you won't be able to enjoy nothing that pertains to life and God. You know, so don't be so heavenly minded. I mean, I got my healing scriptures. I do all that. I love the word. It's like medicine to my flesh and marrow to my bones. You know, I, I mean, I, God sent the word Jesus to heal my disease, rescue me from destruction. I take that personally. But I got to live every day practically too, Pastor. That's right. I got to make some decisions every day. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here now looking at my bowl with my bananas in it, my nuts, my blueberries, you know, what I'm going to put in my body, my oatmeal over there, man, getting warm, what I'm going to put in my body this morning. I'm on a 21-day right now eating oatmeal every morning for 21 days because the last report I got from the doctor, he said, look, this is, I've never had this happen with you before. Your cholesterol, your bad cholesterol is a little bit high. We want to get that down. I ain't go through no whole bunch of changes. I said, okay, thank you. I, I know now. So I said to myself, I did a little research, man, and, and, and talked about the benefit of eating oatmeal. I used to love oatmeal. If I share and I, she still do. I got away from it. I ain't finna sit here and beat my brain up, man. How did my cholesterol get high? That's not important to me. Now I know it's high. I got to take the necessary practical steps to get it down. And I said to myself, when I, I bet you the next time down the road, he'll have a different report. Because I'm taking the practical steps, making the practical adjustments. As soon as I get off this car, I'm going to dive into my, my, my oatmeal or my bowl over there, sitting right waiting on me. Got some cinnamon on top. I got some blueberries, big old beautiful blueberry Pastor Sharon guy. I got a cut up banana there, man. I got a bag of nuts, some some, some cranberry. Ray. I, you know, I got my stuff there, man. And that's, what's, that's what I'm going to have for the yesterday was my first day. I got it logged in my phone that I don't miss a morning. Next 21 days, because 21 days you create a habit. Minister Smith is celebrating 21 days of freedom yesterday. And I told her freedom is not her habit because she's passed the test. Daniel prayed for 21 days. They told him not to, but Daniel developed a habit and lifestyle of prayer. And when Nebuchadnezzar the king saw him, that's the first person he called on when he got a crisis. When all his magicians could not interpret what was writing on the wall of his dreams, they said, we know a guy, young guy, the young boy over there, you got over there, you know, trying to get him to eat your dainties. He can interpret dreams. He said, well, go get him. But he had observed Daniel after he had put out a decree that there would be no praying to your God. And Daniel said, I'm going to get in this one three times a day and I'm going to pray for 20. And he did it for 21 days and it became a lifestyle, not only for him now. People picked up on it. And they saw the power of God. They saw the wisdom of God. They saw the spirit of God in this young man. It was in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego too. But see, he had developed that, that habit. 
You know, we, we want to be uh, have a better life. We got to develop some habits, some very practical, simplistic things we can do before the storm hits. We got to prepare ourselves. I mean, I see now people done learned over the years, Pastor Sheriff, when a natural storm happened, man, they go pile up dirt every street corner, man, sandbag. People load their vehicles up. I'm talking about they get them brand new SUVs and whatnot. And boy, you can see more dirt on them, man. I said, they don't care whether that vehicle, when a the, when the crisis happened and they, they told them it's going to happen, there are some people have learned and they go get them sandbag. Tell them children to sit back there and be quiet. They open up that flap back there, man. They stack men in sandbag. They can get in the dirt everywhere. They ain't thinking about that new vehicle. They're thinking about now safety. They're taking the steps, the practical steps. Put sandbag by the door so water don't come up. They stack them high, man. It's the same thing with our health. And there are others, man, who would say, we're going to ride it out. Nell a few boys up on the windows and whatnot. They said, we're going to ride it out. <clears throat> and then they can't find them, you know, a day after, a few hours after the storm comes through. They can't find them. Then when they do find them, they did. Sometimes they tell you it's best to physically get out of here. Practical things. Get out of here 24 hours before the storm comes. Some folks will go out and buy a generator, do all those things. Taking those preliminary steps, doing what they practically can do, man, to, you know, ahead of time. It's the same thing with our health. You know, we have too many available centers out there now. It don't take nothing. And I'm telling you, you know, I, I wish I could demand demand you to do this, but I'm, I'm simply telling you, go and get a physical. If you've never taken a physical, go get a physical before your body breaks down. It don't, you know, it don't hurt. It just lets you know what's going on on the inside. You, you don't have the wisdom to know that unless you're in the medical field, you know. I've learned a lot of things about the care and the maintenance of this body, some practical things that I can do. And I'd be wrong not to share them with you all, Pastor Sheridan and I. You know, some of them have been personal. You know, there's some things we haven't yet to learn, but we're preparing ourselves to learn more about how to maintain. And so here's, a, here's my scripture reference this morning uh, for practical living, practical applications, things that we can do. Uh, again, I, I don't want you to be so heavenly minded that you know we're really good. You got to live. Okay, uh, It's in the book of Colossians. And like I said, I know a lot of you know these scriptures I'm going to give you. It's in the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, 17, the King James Bible. And it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Not some wisdom, all wisdom. You know, lessons learned through experience. That's wisdom, y'all. Lessons learned from others, Lord God, family members, friends. That's wisdom, y'all. Don't ignore it. And your own body when it speaks to you about certain things that are not right not functioning properly. That's wisdom, y'all. And what you do through your own personal research. Pastor and I do a lot of research on medicines, on different things, how we can carve out a better future for ourselves. We take it very personal. We intimately are, are related to knowledge, especially about these bodies. Now that we know that God is interested in them, we got to be interested in them. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, singing with grace in your hearts, to the Lord. Now that's to God because the things we can't do, he does. So this is how we repay him, you know, in obedience to his word. And here's the, here's the practical part. Now look, check out the transition here now. Put the focus on us. We just talked about what we should do to let God know we love him and, and thank him. Now let's transition on what we can do. And whatsoever. Now that covers a, a broad base of things that, that pertain to life and godliness. That covers everything, Pastor. You know, Heavenly minded, earthly minded, that covers everything emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, you know, occupationally, environmentally, and socially. 
Because it's all about relationship with people, places, and things. But we can't have a, a relationship with people, places, and things and not have a relationship with our own self. We got to take care and be invested in our own being, our own existence. See, that's the common sense approach to life. And it says, and whatsoever ye do, not the daughter, not God right now, talking about us now, ye do, in word or in deed, do all, all means all, in the name of the Lord Jesus, listen now, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Now that's just practical instruction there. That's in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, out of the King James Bible. Now I know we, we use this scripture for everything, and that's what it's saying. It can be used for everything that pertains to life and godliness. Especially when we start talking about practical living and practical application, day-to-day -day things that we can do. Okay? Now, listen to me. I'm going to throw this environmental tip in there. This, this, is, this is fresh here, fresh nugget. I was, I was, me and my wife was out yesterday. And we went to a couple of places. We went to Publix, Walmart. We went out and got us something to eat. And all three of those places I went to, there were some empty parking spaces reserved. And, you know, I have a, I have a handicap plaque. And I was going to park in one of those spaces, but wasn't one available. But I saw these empty spaces. And, you know, the, the, the handicap thing is blue and, blue and white, with blue with white lettering and whatnot, stands out. But then there was a bunch of green ones. And it also had, and it says, for pickup. And we actually went to Walmart and parked in one of those spots, and that one was orange with white lettering, and it was for pickup. But Pastor Cheryl had called ahead and let them know we were coming, so when we pulled up there, the guy was already out there who comes out. So what am I saying to you? There is a lot of things going on right now, okay, that we can protect ourselves environmentally. Hey, if you go to one of those places, why, why not call and just go pick it up instead of getting out you know, walking in those places where some people don't wear masks, they don't care, some people are sick. This, this is just another thing, you know, that we can take advantage of, and it's practical. We can, we can, you know, I ended up getting out going in because I had to use the bathroom, but I like the fact, I like the concept, I like the idea. Take advantage of it. If, if, if you can pull up and they can bring it out to you, then do that. You don't have to get out and be out there in that, in that, in that contamination. If it's, if it's available, it's a service to you. Take advantage of it. That's just something practical that all these businesses are doing to add some more, you know, some more, some more benefit to us. They want our, shop, our shopping experience to be favorable. They don't want us, man, ducking and dodging people in there, man, who don't have a mask on. They look sick. They are sick. And we breathing that stuff in. Take advantage. And here's another piece to this now. This is all environmental stuff that we need to pay attention and take advantage of. A lot of these places that used to didn't offer delivery service, they will deliver. Yes, they will. They will deliver to you. Yes. So you don't have to. Now, let me tell you the benefit of that. This is practical stuff now. That means gas right now, four or five dollars a gallon. You don't have to burn them 10 gallons of gas going four blocks, four miles, 10 miles to get to the nearest Walmart or wherever the shop. They will deliver to you. I, I don't know what the radius is that they cover in your area, but but I, I see, I open the door sometime, man, there's four or five packs. I said, Pastor Shannon, she said, yeah, I had them to deliver that. I said, amen, praise the Lord. That means I ain't got to go burn my gas. Saving money, that's, remember we talking about financial wellness. Most of these big 
you know, commercial businesses out there now, Walmart, uh, you know, a food place, they will deliver stuff to you. Take advantage of it. Save that gas. You're going to need it. Just practical things. Keep, them, keep a few more pennies in your pocket. You get to hold on to it a little bit longer. You know, and if, the, if, if possible, utilize, if you're in an urban area, utilize public transportation. I know people right now will drive to a spot, park their car, and get on the bus. Saving gas, being, a, being, being a, a, you know, economically sufficient or efficient, you know. All these things now are available to us if we're going to achieve that optimal overall wellness in all those areas that we're talking about. And plus, that gives you peace of mind because you don't have to worry about it. Sometimes we get out here, man, and because of natural disasters and whatnot, an accident up the road or something, and shut down traffic, there have been people that have given out of gas sitting in traffic on 95 different places. We sit down the news and we see it, and sometimes I'll be like, man, I remember that's why I left D.C. I used to go through that, 17 years worth of that. I know what that's about. That's why I moved from up there. The jobs are great. The money is great. But the peace of mind, man, is terrible. So I had to make a geographical decision. And then God helped me in the process. You know, he said, he said I'm, 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 you got to go. There's a people prepared for you, you prepare for them. And so spiritually, he took care of my need. You know, so I'm, I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm working toward now that future of optimal overall wellness because I'm doing something that keeps my mind at peace that I like to do. I'm giving back now. I'm doing this is my life now. I'm a soldier now. I'm in the Lord now. There are practical things I have to do, like study to show myself approved in the God. This is practical stuff that I can do. I'm not fixing to complain that you know what this didn't happen. No, no, no. I'm gonna get in this word because if I'm gonna teach and preach God's word, I got to get in the word. Practical things. And God will give me the revelations of his word. But if I don't study, I ain't got no right to have no revelation if I don't study, if I'm not willing to study God's word. Just practical things. Why? I'm trying to build a future of optimal overall wellness physically, spiritually, emotionally. You know, peace of mind is important to me when all this stuff is going on around me. Yes, I'm affected. Yes, I'm burdened by it. Yes, I cry alligator tears about it. Yes, my heart is broken sometimes. Yes, my spirit is crushed sometimes because... It didn't happen when I was physically in man's army. It happened in some places, you know, but I had a different role. Some of those places I, I, I went to, you know, so I did what I could do. But now, see, I'm, I got to I got to practically figure out what can I do now? Yes, we are sending support to some of these causes because they asked us to. We don't we don't struggle with that. That's practically what we can do. That's right. Because it could be us. So there's a lot of practical application, man, that goes on in this walk as Christians. That sometimes just get ignored. Come on, you just get ignored. Cause we got so many other things, man, that we we asking God to do when we don't do what we can do. And the scriptures telling us right there that there are practical living things that we can do, practical steps that we can take to better ourselves, to help ourselves, to work toward a, 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 a more qualified, a more quality future, a more quality of life future, a better life. In all those areas that we talked about, so that when the opportunity to assist somebody, your finances ain't so messed up that you can't squeeze out ten dollars or twenty dollars to give to a good cause. It comes back to you. God gives it back to you. Come on. He adds it back to you. Yes, he did. You know. It helps it helps feed the hungry, it helps clothe the naked, it helps provide shelter for the homeless. It's having an impact. And when enough people, Christian people do that, mm -hmm. you know. 
You know, it, it, it provides for people that can't help themselves right now. And so we're going to, uh, I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures and then we're going to wrap this up. Personally rehearsing and practicing practical application as we build the future of optimal overall wellness as we are taught from the word of God, which gives us life more abundantly for us to enjoy everything that pertains to life and godliness. Listen to this scripture. It's in the book of Proverbs chapter 25 verse 26 through 28 the King James Bible and I'm closing after this. A righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. It is not good to eat much honey so for men to search their own glory is not glory. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. And so focus back on what you can do to enhance your practical living, practical things, okay? Honey is good for us. It's very good, okay? It's very good, you know? But honey or, or taking care of myself physically you know, if that's all I do, you know, and leave out all the, and omit all the other things that I can practically do, whatever my hands find to do, you know, I'm 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 just physically well. That's all. I'm not spiritually well. I'm not financially well. You know, so everything that pertains to life and godliness requires a practical application before it requires any other application. Yes, yes, yes. And there is more that we can do. But a lot of times we wait until we can't do. Some people sometimes wait until they're so sick that they say, well, I can't do it. I would like to, but I can't. Well, if you take care of some steps before that happens, and it might be already too late for some of us. I don't know. You might already be in a position where you can't do. But there may be someone you know that you can help them not to be in it that way. And that's what this is all about. It's just practical living, practical steps, things that we can do. Whatsoever we can find to do, we do. Come on. We spend so much time on that phone. Well, guess what? Get on that phone, man, you know, and, and transfer $10 to some worthy cause. That's a, that's a big help for some people right now. Get on that phone and you don't have to call Uber, nobody. Just call the company that you're trying to get something from and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disabled. Uh, I want to place an order and can you deliver it? Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to worry about, you know, how you're going to get it, what you're going to do. These people are providing so many services because they don't want to lose your business. But there are practical things that we can do. And and that's just a few of them. I got a whole list of things. But look at what what that scripture that just said, you know, like a troubled fountain, Mm. corrupt spring. Not good to eat much honey. In other words, not good to just just eat honey for health and don't do healthy things. Come on, Pastor. You know. I mean, I'm, I'm eating. I'm, I'm eating so I can stay healthy. So I can keep getting on this phone and teaching, mm-hmm. and not end up somewhere in the hospital. Man, they cutting off this and amputating that. Because mm-hmm. I would miss this. This, this is practically what we do now. Mm-hmm. Now we work. We did practical job before, but we retired now. But we ain't. We ain't stopped working. We haven't stopped living. You know. And yeah, we eating healthy, but we doing something with the with the, with the healthy health that we that we are that we are achieving. We're giving back. We're still working in God's army. All right, then. So we're going to go ahead and end right there and bring it in. Father, we just thank and praise you this morning, Lord God, for 
just practical living, practical application, practical things that we can find in our, our hands to do and do them all to the glory of God. We thank you so much that, God, you heal us and we heal. You save us and we're saving. You are our praise. We see things in the scripture, Lord God, that we're able to do to show you that we appreciate you, praise you, serve you, worship you, obey you, keep your, mm. your word in our hearts that we don't sin against you. Always acknowledging you, making known to you our adoration and love each and every day. But then, Father, there are those practical things, steps that we need to make, practical actions and behaviors and things that we need to practice and rehearse from your word so that we not only be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. We thank you now for watering our steps in your word. We thank you now for our thoughts coming in agreement with your will for us. We thank you for practical application. We thank you for practical living that leads, God, to a better hope and a better future for us and our children. And as many people, Lord God, as is in our area and our circle of influence, this is our prayer today that we help them because we're being helped. And so, Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor right now. Help us to pay attention to the early warning signs. Our body is our best friend. Yes, yes, and let freedom become a habit for us. Freedom to do these things, God, that you have set before us to do. You've instructed us. You're yes, teaching us right yes, now. Yes, and so they're able, we're able to do them because your word tells us how. So we give you praise, glory, and honor for it right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, all right, we're going to go ahead and transition this morning into our comments. Amen. Deal, went a little long, but I wanted to take my time and deal with that. So we'll start with Pastor Sharon, followed by Pastor Eric, Pastor Peep, and anyone else that's on the line will follow. Pastor Sharon. I praise the Lord and God for the word that